Welcome to the More Than Fuel podcast. Join me, Anna Turney, anti-shame nutrition and strength coach, in discussions to help women get fully fed and be confident in our bodies without sacrificing life. Food is more than fuel and you are more than a calorie counting machine. Live more, restrict less. Welcome to episode four of the More Than Fuel podcast, Let Carbs In. We love them, we eat them, and then we blame them for all our problems. Carbs are just sitting over here trying to be a good friend, and then we go and talk bad behind their back. Man, that's not fair. Let's play a little word association. When I say carbs, you say, uh. What comes to mind first? Maybe sugar, processed, bad, bagels, pasta, donuts, fattening. Hold that thought. Let's start with a story. Sheila is a 34-year-old busy mom of three. Her kids are two, three and a half, and six. She's been going through a vicious cycle of trying to lose her baby weight since her oldest was born. She can't quite seem to get a handle on things because she just feels so busy, strung out, and low energy. Exercising regularly feels near impossible since she's so drained. She tries to eat light throughout the day. A typical breakfast is a half piece of toast and two cups of coffee while she takes care of her little kids and then gets them where they need to be. She might make herself a lettuce wrap or a low carb wrap and drink a shake for lunch if she's lucky. Then it's nap time for the two-year-old, so she'll likely graze on whatever's around while she tries to pick up the house before it's time to pick up the oldest from school and start making dinner. Come dinner time, she's not really that hungry because she's been grazing all afternoon. So Sheila doesn't put up much on her plate, but once those kids finally get to bed, she wonders why she can't stop eating. She gets uncomfortably full off of all the good snacks and treats in the house and a little bit of wine here and there too, while she and her husband veg on old episodes of New Girl. She then beats herself up for having crappy willpower and she just feels so blech. She wonders, why is it so easy for some people to stop eating, but I just can't get a handle on myself? What is wrong with me? Why can't I do this? I get so excited for the kids to finally go to sleep, and then I make myself feel like absolute garbage. My heart aches for Sheila and so many women just like her. She's caring so much. Motherhood is crazy and the emotions and expectations, many of which are self-inflicted, but not all. And the comparisons and responsibilities are huge. And then we beat ourselves up and are so mean to ourselves because we just can't seem to muster up the discipline and motivation to do all the healthy things and just say no to sugar. But what our Sheila and so many women don't realize at It's not that they're so terribly undisciplined and unmotivated. The biggest problem is so often that they're running on fumes all day long. And by the late afternoon and at night, their body is desperately trying to catch up on energy. If we're feeding ourselves a bare minimum, how could we possibly have the wherewithal to work out or do all the self-care that we're supposed to do? Today, we're going to talk about carbs. Carbs are not bad. Bad food is food that's rotten or food that you're allergic to. If you relate to Sheila in any way, I hope that this lightens your load just a tiny bit to know that number one, you're not alone. And number two, you have permission to eat, 
to eat in general, to have full protein and nutrient dense meals. But specifically today, we'll talk about eating more carbs. I'm not exaggerating, eating more on purpose can be life changing. So let's take a closer look at carbohydrates, what they are, what they do for us, and how not to let them drive us crazy. Carbs are a quick burning energy source and contain four calories per gram. They're the main source of fuel for your mitochondria. Maybe you remember from high school or that meme that the mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell, but never really understood what that meant. Basically, mitochondria take energy from food and convert it into ATP, which is the energy currency that the body can use to do things, to live your life. Carbs are not only delicious, they keep us in a good mood, fuel our workouts, and support recovery. Carbs are also the primary source of energy for your brain, which uses about 20% of your daily fuel. That's why brain fog and getting distracted can actually be a hungry, an early hunger sign, but many of us don't recognize it as that. Usually when we start feeling like that is when we reach from our coffee or our phone or some other mindless stimulant or a coping mechanism, but we, what we actually need is a sandwich. Our body likes to use carbs as fuel, then fat, then protein as the last resort. Protein is the last resort because that means we need to dip into our muscles for energy, but that breaks our muscles down. That's not good. We want to keep, keep our muscles, so we need to provide our body with enough carbs and fat so that our muscles can be maintained and grow. In general, the more active we are, the more carbs we need, but the exact amount will vary person to person. Typically, we classify carbs by their general chemical structure. In short, carbs can either be sugars or starches. Monosaccharides or single sugars include glucose, fructose, and galactose. Disaccharides or double sugars include sucrose, which is table sugar, lactose, milk sugar, and maltose, which is malt or grain sugar. These single and double sugars are very quickly broken down and absorbed by the body and are found in whole foods like fruits, some vegetables, and sweeteners like honey and syrup. Longer chains of sugars or polysaccharides are the starches, starchy carbs. They store larger amounts of energy and generally take longer to digest. So yes, that means more calories, but are calories inherently bad? No. Energy, remember? Think whole carbs like white and sweet potatoes, squash, rice, quinoa, oats, beans, whole grain bread, other grains like barley. It might be fun to go to the bulk section of a store like Sprouts or Whole Foods just to see what's all available. There might be more options than you think. These are all dense with key nutrients plus fiber, which helps to slow down the digestion of these foods and prevent blood sugar spikes and can also help manage cholesterol. The soluble fiber forms a gel-like substance in your intestines and that slows the digestion and can trap cholesterol particles and that's what prevents them from entering your bloodstream. But in short, fiber keeps you regular, keeps your gut happy, so if you're limiting carbs, your prop's going to be low on fiber too. Those super refined processed carbs are also technically in this starch group like white flour and pastries. Those are stripped of most of their nutrients and fiber, but many times they are fun and delicious and bring people together. Oh, it's garbage day. So instead of thinking about how bad they are and trying your hardest to avoid them, I like to think about adding more whole carbs into my day. They're not bad. 
they're just less nutrient dense and don't pro provide much value, but they can absolutely be a part of any healthy, balanced diet. Think about carbs on a spectrum. It's not like you can have only have either quinoa and spaghetti squash and beans or beignets and white toast. It's okay and good to balance convenience and nourishment. In our house, we love cereal, whole grain toast like Dave's Killer Bread and bagels, although that brand is getting to be outrageously expensive these days, just like everything else. Kodiak cake mix, a variety of pastas, instant oatmeal, frozen sweet potato fries or steak fries. These things are all super easy and it's fun to mix it up. Cereal is one of our favorite late afternoon or nighttime snacks. We don't usually use it for breakfast, the intended purpose. It's just so easy and cheap to keep around and it's delicious. But if you want to eat more whole grains and rice more often, think about how it's just as easy to make a big batch of rice or quinoa or whatever than a small batch. So you may, may as well make a lot. Then when you're making dinner or lunch throughout the week, you already have one part taken care of. Meal prepping doesn't have to mean planning out every single meal but simply having components available will take lots of the stress away. Roast up some potatoes in the oven or air fryer, then crisp them up again for just a few minutes when you're ready to eat it. So what about fructose? Is fructose bad? Should we be, should we be limiting fruit? No, fructose is mostly found naturally in fruit, but also in other sweeteners like honey and table sugar. Some quote unquote experts think that overconsuming fructose will lead to type 2 diabetes and other metabolic diseases. The more we consume, the worse it is, and some say we shouldn't eat fruit at all. But what does the actual research say? Based on the most current studies, most people should get about 50 grams or less of added fructose per day. Those are the sweeteners, honey, jellies that we put in and on stuff. Whole foods like fruit don't seem to contribute to the sugar problem because of their fiber, water, and phytonutrient content. That's why fruit juice is so similar to added sugar because all the fiber is removed, although it does still contain some vitamins and minerals. The sugar content in a kiwi is truly not something you need to be worrying about. Or maybe you hear some other quote-unquote expert saying that you should only eat fruit and stay away from starch, even the whole carb sources like potatoes and rice, because it's lower calorie and starches are the enemy that spike your blood sugar and make you fat. But in reality, avoiding starch is not necessary. Starchy carbs keep us full. They round out the meal. They satisfy us and give our muscles and brain and entire body energy. They provide us with valuable nutrients. White potatoes and often demonized carb gives us vitamin C, B vitamins, B vitamins, potassium, iron, magnesium, we need to get away from the idea that lower calorie is always better. These foods provide energy and nourishment. And when we in avoid an entire food group, it makes it really easy to undereat. Chronic undereating and undernourishment can mess up your sleep, leading to lots of tossing and turning and just waking up kind of blah, can lead to menstrual and thyroid problems. And it can make you feel like you're just constantly running on empty. If you're a nursing mother, obviously this will mess up your supply too. Eating enough, you'd be surprised, is the answer to so many of our problems. And 
Contrary to popular belief, there is no one ingredient that makes us fat, in quotes. <laughs> the truth is that overconsumption of any macronutrient, any food, will cause weight gain if we eat more than our body burns. It's just that it's so much easier to overconsume the hyperpalatable food items that were literally designed for us to do so. I don't see many people shoveling spoonfuls of sugar or plain potatoes when no one is watching. The things that are hard to stop eating, like chips and queso and buttery pasta and sweet things, it's not just the sugar and the carbs, it's the perfect combination of sugar, fat, flavoring, and chemical engineering. These foods were designed with the intention to make it near impossible to stop eating. I hope that makes you feel a little bit better, <laughs> that it's not just you and your lack of willpower. These things were made to work against you. I'm just, I'm just guessing that it takes millions of dollars to decide to design and manufacture and distribute all your favorite things that are so hard to stop eating. They're trying really, really hard. So since there's so much of those hyper palatable foods around, it makes sense that so many of us think that we should just avoid carbs altogether and that would just be easier. But what ends up happening is we avoid the nutrient and energy dense starchy carbs and fruit that's packed with vitamins and fiber. And then we end up filling up on the mega processed foods in the evening or between meals when no one is watching. And that's what so often leaves us undernourished, unsatisfied, and feeling like a pile of wet newspaper in the middle of the street. Low energy, blech. And then we think we have something fake like adrenal fatigue, but what we actually need is some carbs. So what do we do? Again, instead of thinking about cutting out all your favorite processed snacks, add in more whole starchy carbs and colorful fruit to your meals. Think one to two pieces of toast or micro microwave sweet potato or some Kodiak cakes and fruit alongside your protein rich breakfast. Instead of your low carb sad salad lunch, add in one or two cupped handfuls of pasta, rice or quinoa on top. Heck, have an actual sandwich with two pieces of bread. Give yourself full permission to eat that baked potato or regular rice, not cauliflower rice, unless you like cauliflower rice, that's fine. But eat, eat the actual carbs, the starchy carbs with dinner that everyone else is eating and feel the difference. Imagine a world where women stopped wasting their precious energy trying to eat less, trying to take up as little space as possible. It's not working for us. It's hurting us. Life does not have to revolve around food and be the center of our attention all the time. It's hard to believe, but when you eat enough, you'll probably think about food less and have the brain space and energy to do other things. That's why I say restrict less so we can live more. If you're wondering about how many carbs to eat, that really depends on a few things like your size, activity level, age, personal goals, and let's say if you're pregnant or breastfeeding. But a good starting place for the majority is to use your hand as a guide. Think one to three cupped handfuls of starch with your meals, and then as much fruit as you want, honestly. For women, a cupped handful will likely be about a half cup. For men, a little more. One to three is quite a range. 
So if adding in search is a new and scary thing and you're not very active, you might start on the lower end. But if you're all in and you're running around with kids all day and you work out, you're gonna need more. This cupped handful idea works because your hand size is relative to your body size. So if you happen to be a larger man listening, this idea works for you too. If you don't like this cupped handful visual or if you have a hard time with it, just think about like two pieces of bread. Yes, you can have an actual sandwich, a medium sized potato, or about 25 to 40 grams of carbs if you are looking at a label. For example, if you weigh out 140 grams of cooked jasmine rice, that will give you about 40 grams of carbs. I don't recommend weighing food for everyone, but it can be helpful to know what a decent sized serving of carbs actually looks like. And really, when you're just starting out or even much later down the line, you don't have to be crazy about getting the exact portion right. Just start by including some with your meals. Eat slowly, chew thoroughly, and see how you feel. I will keep saying it, adding in carbs on purpose can be game changing if you often find yourself speed eating chips and cookies or whatever it is that you have a hard time moderating. So add them into your meals, see if you can slow down, chew thoroughly, and pay attention to how your body is feeling before, during, and after. If you're getting full, that's okay. Nobody says you have to finish. Eating slowly gives your stomach and brain time to communicate with each other. Eating super fast doesn't give your brain enough time to comprehend that your stomach is too full until all of a sudden you're super stuffed. We'll talk about mindful eating more in the future. Here's a little bonus idea. You guys, it's September. Halloween season is upon us. Candy's already in stores, and those of us with children, especially school age, know how hard it is to be mindful about candy and sugar consumption. So I have an idea for you. Instead of being blindsided by the onslaught of candy and eating so many mini Twix until you feel sick and sad, not like I'm speaking from experience or anything, go buy some of your favorite candy now. Yep. Just like I'm suggesting it's helpful to eat those starchy and nutritious carbs on purpose, I'm suggesting to also buy your favorite candy that you have a trouble with around Halloween and other times of year on purpose. We want what we can't have, and what we can't have is uniquely designed to be highly desirable. So why not give yourself permission and take half of the allure away? So what's the trick? Keep eating your protein and your carbs, eat full balanced meals instead of reaching for candy mindlessly when you're hungry and you could actually use a sandwich. Try including it with your meal or with a balanced snack after the kids go to bed. If you're meal hungry and you're looking at a sack of mini candy bars, how impossible is it going to be to stop eating them? Super. I know. I've done it myself so many times. I am team Twix and Kit Kat now and then and I will absolutely destroy them if I'm hungry or needing something to numb my stress. So when you reach for that candy, pause, check in. How am I feeling physically? How am I feeling emotionally? Do I really want this or do I want something else like a meal or quality time with my spouse or alone time? Answer truthfully, and go ahead and enjoy that Kit Kat or Twix or whatever it is, if that's what sounds good. And when you're done, pause, check in on how you're feeling. 
building that simple pause and check habit before the reach will help immensely by the time Halloween rolls around. And not just Halloween, life. Enjoy. Don't avoid. This is an easy and you may find yourself overeating those treats if it's something that you restrict or consider bad. But if this happens, try to simply notice instead of skipping right to judgment and self-loathing. That doesn't help anybody. So what do you think? You think I'm loony or does this sound like a fun and reasonable idea? I'd love to hear your thoughts and if you'd consider mindfully including your favorite Halloween treats into your day. Did you know, if you're listening on Spotify, you can send me a voice message. If you've got questions, I'd love to hear your voice. You can also always send me a message on Instagram. My handle is in the episode description or hit me up on my website at morethanfuel.co. That's morethanfuel.co. I didn't forget the M. That's what it is, (laughs) morethanfuel.co. Thanks so much for listening. Let's go forth and restrict less so that we can live more and eat more carbs. Bye.